Hi, it's Will from Wapin7. Before you get your ears into this week's episode, a quick message for you. Steve and I have just set up a wonderful, fresh new Patreon. So get yourself over there and please do support the show. We would appreciate it so much. It's patreon.com forward slash Wapin7. Enjoy the show. Uh, we've got an, an email, Will. It's, it's not from a listener. Hello. It's just from, it's a piece of spam and it just says, <laughs> it just, it's, it, this is a low. We've had such a high the last couple of weeks. I think it's meant to be encouraging, oh, but um, but it says, take a podcast break. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Is that sent from one of our mums? My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. (laughs) Hello, mate. <laughs> Welcome yourself, your good self. Welcome you listeners at home to episode 17. One, seven. That's a one followed by a seven. One prime number within the number, making up <laughs> in total a prime number. It's incredible. It's almost something I would have said. It's a happy moment because we're back in the studio. Back in the studio looking at each other face to face point is we're, we're happy to be here it's great to be back in the studio mm-hmm. we've got so much space I, i've literally right now and you could do this at home as well do it put your arms out to the side do it shut your eyes stick your arms out and touch but no one well what happened last week to your recollection what we had was pierre getting very sulky yeah. marching around in his empty room the bear had caught up with him breaking bear yeah Pierre was just wandering around willy-nilly, covered in shame. I'm glad to see actually that, that there has been some consequence. There is there is some consequence from what he did with that bear, what he did with that policeman. Yeah. Um, and then Boris turned up doing his kind of Ocean's Eleven con man routine. I'm very excited about that. Which I now absolutely love and cannot get out of my head that War and Peace <laughs> is Ocean's Eleven. What I found weird so far over the last 16 chapters mm. is that we started out with like, like Anna, you know, the Anna, Anna one. Anna Pavlovna, Anna one. And like, we went to all this effort. We got her like a drawing of her done. We put it on the front cover of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all this stuff. Right. Well, I don't know if she's actually. Where is she? Where, is she in the book anymore? Oi, Tolstoy. Where is she? But enough of that stuff. It's time for the best chapter yet. Onwards to chapter 17. <laughs> the reading. Nailed it. Onwards is a catchphrase now. Perfect. Perfect. Get that on a t-shirt. We've got so many t-shirts to make. So what, are you going to read the book now? Yes, that's why I've gone silent. I'm reading the book. It's funny when Will reads because he almost always forgets his glasses. He's kind of almost reading by candlelight. The text is so small and I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> he's so into war and peace. He's got up in the middle of the night. He's lit a tiny little candle and he's down by the fire. He's got his little um, little Jack Russell dog with him. What is the matter with you, my dear? Shall I just search for 19th century Russia and see what we learn? Cool. I mean, it's that or Smurfs.com. Yes, please then, do, do, <laughs> do the former. I am very sorry, ma'am. 
19th century Russia began on the 1st of January 1801 and ended on December the 31st, 1900. Oh, God, wow. <laughs> well, we've cleared that up. Wowzers, yeah. Yes, yes, just so. Okay, well, get excited, okay. because now it's time for the Guinness World Records of <laughs> Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually excited by that. This is what I want, my dear fellow. Picture this, Will. 80 mm-hmm. years ago, in the Tihaya Sosna River, local fishermen caught a sturgeon... Right. How much did it weigh? Loads. Over a ton. Whoa. How many first-rate caviar did it have inside? Loads. 245. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't let me guess either of those. $50,000. Oh, what a terrible state he is in. That's the book, Steve, that one. It's not you. Not me. No. Oh, wow. Vitaly Vivchar set a new world record for bench pressing 50 kilograms underwater <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how to react to that he did it 76 times the other guy who'd done it before yeah. Greg only yep. did it 14 times okay okay lovely stuff mate stop I've, I've finished reading hang on I came across the official Guinness World Record oh, a couple wow. of years ago after seeing a man lifting a barbell underwater. Is this you talking? It sounds like me because I'm saying it, but this is actually <laughs> Vitaly Vivchar. Okay. Um, he, wrap it up, mate. Oh, wrap it up. He's also a free diver. Anyway, yeah, wrap look, it up, son. Oh, right. That was only a month ago. That was a month ago. Vivchar broke the world record only a month ago in August. Oh, that's actually genuinely relatively interesting. If you're listening, Vivchar, well done, mate. Yeah, well done, pal. A little, little hang on, a little round of applause. That's for Vivchar, well done. That's for you. The thing about that is it's more about holding... Oh, you're still talking about it. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, just, just, it's more about holding your I'm breath stopped. than lifting yeah, your weights, yeah. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you're underwater, it's not very heavy. Yeah. Anyway, mate, I assume you've been reading the book. Now, Steve, before we start, yeah, I want to clear something up. Okay. In last week's chapter, uh-huh. I think I alluded to the fact that Boris is Ilya's son. Is this an apology? No. Hey, <laughs> you're apologising... I assume to me and to the listeners. Mm, You've misunderstood (laughs) completely. I'm not apologising. I'm clearing something up. Okay. Someone alluded, me, that Boris was Ilya's son, and that is not true. They're brothers, aren't they? No. (laughs) You had such a good moment to shine then. You were never going to get it, were you? What are they then if they're not? Well, good question. So I found something in the book. It's It's a list of what relations people are. It's literally that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah, it's literally, yeah. <laughs> okay, This right. book's actually really sounds... bloody helpful. And so what I'm going to say is, in the Boris family, the Drubetskiers, yeah, it's Anna too, Boris, and someone else that I think's a spoiler because it's it's his wife. But I think that's in many many moons. Whoa, to come. no spoilers. None. You still need to tell us what's the relationship between Boris and Ilya. They're staying with the Rostovs. Ilya is Count Rostov. Yeah, head Rostov. He is described here. As a nobleman. It's confusing because there's a lot of sleepovers going on. Who am I to know whose dad is whose? You're attacking Will, but really (laughs) you've made a mistake and you should have been paying more attention. But, uh, you know, it's fine. I understand you're embarrassed. We are following directly on from your chapter, Steve. It's a classic. So we're back at the Rostov mansion. Okay, we've gone home. You think of it as home? It is home. Countess Rostov, who's Anna Tu's mate, they're the old mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been sat alone 
during the time that Boris and Anna too went off to cash hunt. It's a bit sad that was quite a long time. Well, mate, it is sad because she's been there weeping. <laughs> for about three hours. Countess Rostov sat for a long time, all alone, applying her handkerchief to her eyes. That's really sad. She's just been crying. Because Anna went away for three hours. No, because of the situation. With the money. Exactly. And do you know how she's displayed her sadness and her anger? With the weeping and the... Well, now I feel silly. <laughs> yes, that would be the most obvious one. What else is she doing? She's got mad at a maid. Oh, no. Mm. You shouldn't take it out on the uh, on the staff. I always say that. I don't know if you're at home how many staff you have, but, but don't, don't. don't take it out on them. She's upset about Anna Two's sorrow and humiliating poverty. She's sad because her friend's poor. What do you do when you find yourself, and I quote here, out of sorts? How do you lash out? Oh, okay. I was just going to say I go for a run, but then you said lash out. I wouldn't count that as lashing out. But... I'll, I'll, I'll take run. That, that's one of them, but you can go deeper. Let's go deeper into you, Steve. <sighs> I don't know, like, do some, do some washing up or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, really... Angrily wash really up. Really clean the flat. And then I'll just go um, shout at people. <laughs> <laughs> On the street? Yeah, hire people and shout at them. When the Countess gets upset and mad, she resorts to calling her maid, my dear. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to bleep that, that's too much. And speaking to her with exaggerated politeness. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Steve, my dear. Thank you kindly. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hate that guy. I hate him. Thank you so much. So, the Countess, Countess Rostov, she's sad about her mate Anna too and her humiliating poverty. She's all alone. She's weeping into a handkerchief. She's having a go at the maid. Yeah. And then she asks for her husband. I don't know if he's got a lot going on emotionally. I'd like to know him better. The Count came waddling in mm -hmm. i can i see him as a waddler with a rather guilty face as usual what's he been doing oh, oh, waddle, oh, waddle, waddle, waddle. he's been down the club that's why he's pleased with himself i absolutely adore the way he speaks to his wife he always refers to her as little countess well, little countess, waddling in. Hello. I love this new character you've got going here. <laughs> I really like I him. Maybe this is it. This is it for you. You're, you're, you could be the count. I just love the way this guy's explained. He waddles in all happy and cheery. For those at home, uh, Will's moving his arms around. He's Hello. doing a little jiggle. <laughs> and if, if you want to do this, get in an office chair and really rotate the hips. We'll get a little video of that. So he wanders in, all happy as Larry, waddling away like a little tubby duck. And just starts talking immediately uh, to his wife about how excited he is for dinner. What a sauté of game, oh Madeira, we are to have, my dear. <laughs> I tasted it. <laughs> and he's waddling and shaking all over the place. I love this chap. So he's got really excited about dinner. Already had a taste. Oh, dip dipping his little, little dip, dodgy fingers in the Little waddly the hands. <laughs> and then he says to his wife, what are your commands, little countess? Mm -hmm. Shaking, very smooth, a lovely way of talking to your wife. She kind of rolls her eyes, and as she's talking to him, immediately interrupts herself to wipe food off his waistcoat. So this oh, chap is just, like, covered in he, sauce. He's crystal clear in my mind. I could, I could, like, draw him. 
little podgy guy, big red face. Covered in sauce. Covered in sauce and <laughs> chicken wings and Lo- crumbs. Absolutely loads, like waistcoat and stuff like that. Covered in different sauces. <laughs> One finger each sauce. Tie undone, top button undone. Don't really fit very well. Red nose from all the booze. Shirt untucked. Oh God, his face is bright red. Steve? Will? What does everyone want in war and peace? They, they want a job in the army. They want jobs, true. Keep they want going. jobs, employment. Or? You're doing the hand thing. <laughs> I, 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 money. They, do they want money? Everyone wants bloody money. What of does course. she want off her husband, Steve? More money to give to Anna, to help her friend Anna, because she's been weeping for Ooh, hours. Doctor, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, not allowed. <laughs> Have I skipped right to the end with that? Almost perfectly. Well, you see, Count, I want some money. Okay. How much money does she want, Steve? Oh, I think she wants 50,000 rubles and 200 serfs. Mate, you've overestimated by a couple of magnitudes there. 500 rubles Uh, is what she wants. I always say going big, though, if you're negotiating. Yeah, going big and just work it down. I always say that. Chisel it down. Start at 50,000, end up with 500. If she'd have gone in with 500, she'd have come out with five. I'll accept nothing less than 100,000. Will you take 50? Absolutely. I'll accept. (laughs) I will accept 50. I will accept 50. (laughs) Good doing business. I always wanted around 50. I was happy. I'll be honest, I was happy to get anything. (laughs) I didn't expect a single penny. The Count's wife asks for the money, and what does he say? Yes, immediately, because that's the kind of guy he is. A rich guy with lots of money, and it doesn't mean anything to him. Of course, my little Countess. (laughs) Introducing, Steve, a new character. Yes. Boom. Dimitri, take centre stage. He sounds strong. He's deferential, a man of good family, and he manages all of the Count's affairs. You know, I think we actually met him once before. I may not have even said it out loud, I don't know. There was someone around way back when, four or five chapters ago, and he was like, yeah, put the plates over there. Yeah, more salt in the sauce. Yeah, we need 80 chairs, all this stuff. Honestly, I believe that's Dimitri because he is just an all-round good guy. He's a fixer. Okay. The Count trusts him with everything. He gets him in and says, listen, pal, go and get my wife 700 rubles. Oh! He knows how to play it. Nice work, mate. Love this guy. Bring me 700 rubles. Yes! (laughs) Now, Steve. Yeah. If you were lending me money... Not something I would do. What would you insist upon? I'd insist that you gave it to me back that day. I know you would, yeah. <laughs> I knew it'd be hard for you to get past that own mental blockade that you have. Yeah. Mm. I'd probably charge a lot of interest. It's a high-risk loan, Interesting. after all. I think this will shock not only you, yeah. but also our listeners. Okay. Bring me 700 rubles, yes, he says to Dimitri. But mind, don't bring me such tattered and dirty notes as last time but nice clean ones for the countess lovely it's quite impressive to add a new layer of value to money i've got a tenner in my wallet that's got a like a a hole in it disgusting and no one wants it i just keep trying to give it to people and they're like i don't want your holy money no. Oh, Dimitri, I've been going through my wallet, mate. This 20 looks a little odd. Go and iron it. They're sick of all this dirty money. They just hate it, don't they? I think we can all agree, and I quote here, what a treasure 
Dimitri is. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, he's, he's just bought money from a different room. I'd love to have a Dimitri. It's not his money. The Count bloody loves him. Do you know what he says? He keeps going. <laughs> you're, really, you're really dragging this out. I love basically it. reading the whole chapter out. <laughs> so it's not, I assume nothing's happened in this chapter. Mate, this chapter's a <laughs> barely a page. And my notes are yeah. ostensibly the actual chapter word for it's word. It's sounding like that. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of dialogue here. I'm dig. I'm digging. <laughs> Look, I've got not a lot to go on. Tolstoy's just having a break in chapter 17. He's been busy. The last couple of chapters have been bloody feature films. Now it's just nice old Countess wanting a bit of dosh. It's a chat. There is never any impossible with him. Talking about Dimitri here. I'm back to it. He can do anything. He can get money from another room anytime he likes. He loves Dimitri. Look, do you know what? I really like this Count guy. And I actually like Dimitri as well. New catchphrase though. Yeah. Ready? Uh, yeah. Do you have the t-shirts ready? Well, I know you really, really like to try and invent, <laughs> I would say push catchphrases. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a bit sceptical now. It's a bit like the boy who cried diplomat. I'd say Tolstoy and I we're pretty much on the same page with catchphrases and what okay. we think would stand out. Do you think if Tolstoy was alive now, uh-huh. he would have We'd a, get on. He'd have yeah, of course, yeah, but mm. he would have a um kind of like monthly subscription to some sort of t shirt making website business. Oh for or sure, something. yeah, yeah. He'd just have whole parts of Russia just pumping him out. <laughs> and the biggest seller would be this. Everything is possible. Oh. Boom. I can think of a few sports brands that could do with that. I'd pop it on the studio wall. Pop it on my head. Everything is possible. Everything. It's actually a bit terrifying, actually, when you when you think about it too much. It's quite overwhelming. <laughs> it's a bit isn't bleak. It? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I hate it. And, <laughs> and on that note, isn't money a filthy, dirty, rotten poison? Yeah, I was just about to say how much sorrow it causes in the world. Not my words, the Countess. The conversation's taken a turn. It's odd because she's just asked her incredibly rich husband to go and get an awful lot of money. He said yes, and now she's saying, isn't money bloody awful? As far as we know, though, it's just come out of Dimitri's own pocket. There's not an awful lot of evidence here, but who knows? And look, the Countess is mainly sad, not about money in general, just because of her mate Anna too. She just hates seeing her mate not rich. She just wants all of her mates to be rich. Yeah. The Count buggers off. He gives his wife a little kiss on the hand and waddles okay. off. Okay. The hand, that's nice. That's a class. I would have gone for the cheek, but the hand is classic. The hand is pretty classy. Classic war and peace. Have you ever kissed anyone on the hand? I genuinely don't think so. I'm going to do that tonight and see what happens. Yeah, we'll do it outside <laughs> during a global pandemic. Not to you, no, to, to, to my girlfriend. I'll kiss her okay. on the hand and see what... That sounds what... nice. Well, keep us updated and let us know. <laughs> okay, I don't know how, but... So, the chapter I've just explained perfectly may i add what was going on during my explanation is last week's chapter yeah it's all happening at the same time it's all happening at the same time exactly countess has got the dosh from her lovely rich waddly duck husband (laughs) um she's popped it under a handkerchief um waiting for anna two to return she's gonna whip it off hey it's the money (laughs) Ah, what's under it anna two comes back Uh uh-huh the countess gives her the dosh Nice. They love it. It's all really emotional. Does she whip it off like I suggested? Unfortunately, there's no reveal. Okay. It's just given. And then the Countess says to Anna too, this is for Boris from me for his outfit. Yeah, because he can't go to war yet because he hasn't got enough stuff. Oh my God, have a point. It's all coming together. Mate, have a point. So now we know, 500 rubles. Get you a war outfit. Get you a war outfit. Job done. They weep, 
They hug, lots of weeping, and then my final note just says, read the final bit. (laughs) Not a lot's gone on in this chapter, but this is bloody nice. They wept because they were friends, and because they were kind-hearted, and because they, friends from childhood, had to think about such a base thing as money, and because their youth was over. (laughs) But those tears were pleasant to them both. And that is chapter 17. It's the summary summary. Well, excellent. So emotional there at the end. They cry because they're mates and they like each other. They've been mates forever. And they hate money. And they don't like money, but one of them's really rich and the other one used to be. That was quite an emotional chapter, wasn't it? It was was a bit of a, not, not a lot of action, but certainly, certainly, I'm not going to say moving because... I, I I actually don't really sympathise at all at all with them, but with um, any of it, no, no. <laughs> I, don't. I don't personally at the moment at least care about the money that they like, have. I sympathise with the idea of not having money, but what I don't understand <laughs> is the idea that then me and you would hang out and you'd reveal, you'd remove <laughs> a small handkerchief and give me like ten thousand pounds <laughs> for some clothes for your friend's trousers. <laughs> £50,000 for your friend's trousers. How awful is money? (laughs) And then we hug and cry because we're friends and we cry and we like each other. Jokes aside, I like these two. Anna too and and the Countess, they are nice. They do seem like genuinely nice people. I like Count Rostov as well. I like the fact he's waddling around a bit tubby, covered in food. I'm just picturing quite a portly penguin at the moment. I'd really love a picture of the Count dripping in sauce we got quite the lovely saute tonight sauce just coming out of his mouth like a fountain chicken bones in his pocket oh fantastic i'd love that please please someone draw that we would love that listen buddy are you ready i'm ready three two one go Chapter 17, cash in the hanky. Count Rostov, she's sad about money. Countess Rostov, her friend is poor. The Count's a penguin. His fingers are covered in sauce. He's got 500 rubles, though, tucked in there. Beep, beep, Boris's uniform. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you too, mate. <laughs> Hang on, let's shut that up. Ah. Oh. Absolutely wonderful stuff. I'll be honest, mate. I had two phones in my hands. I didn't hear a second of it. What was the name? Uh, cash in the hanky i went for in the end cash in the hanky and boy were you right <laughs> because genuinely what else happened there look i didn't get in that boris has a new uniform on its way maybe there'll be a chapter where we go to a uniform a fitting shop shop or something yeah and, and we'll find out exactly how much it costs <laughs> yeah maybe love maybe a mate i hope so look i think you did a great job because really that chapter uh, we strung it out really what it was was a small reprieve I'll agree with you. Not very much <laughs> happened in that chapter. It's that's that, that's true. I think yep. we have to say that. We'll get that out, out, just out loud. It. Not very much happened. I'm not scared of saying it. But there's there's some nice things that happened. Yeah, I, I like seeing these these two old old friends uh, looking after each other. I like that. They're the nicest people, without doubt, so far in the book. They go way back, mate. They're being genuine and nice. We don't really see that from anyone else. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that. I really like the count, Count Rostov. I have a really amusing picture of him in my head <laughs> yeah. that I can never change Please now. Please draw him. No, my little <laughs> countess. Please draw him. I want to see him covered in sauce. I'm glad Anna too's got a bit of dosh. 
Maybe they can leave that bloody uncle alone, old Cyril. I don't think 500 rubles is enough to put them off the scent of that. Oh, that's true. Old Uncle Rich Pants. Under his bed, thousands of serfs. Dripping in serfs, dripping in sauce, and uh, <laughs> um, see you later. Thank you for listening to another episode of War and Peace yes! in just seven years. You did it! Bloody legend, a prime number. Go you! Because you are a prime listener. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And look, what do we want you to do this week? What? Nothing. Well, they could do something. Okay, that seems fair. Yeah, just a small thing. If you're there, you've got your phone in your hand. Is it there? If it isn't, where is it? Where's your phone gone? You find it. it. You could lost your phone. Ah! <laughs> People could be calling. <laughs> when you find it again and find you calm it. down, uh, just go on our Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. wapin7podcast. Yep. That's the, that's the tag. If you want to leave a review, just go to wapin7.com and follow the links to Apple Podcasts or um, Podcast Addict. There's a few others as well. And just leave a review in one of those places. It really does help. And we would be very, very grateful. We really appreciate it. And if you want to send us in a little picture of the Count covered in sauce. <laughs> We're not going to stop you. We're not going to stop you. These are the bits that are bloody excellent. What are you doing? I'm logging into my note-taking machine. <laughs> logging into my note taking machine where's all my stuff gone oh you should have just taken notes on paper if i didn't stop that do you reckon we could do the podcast and it'd be fine (laughs) Uh, we could make it we can make anything work mate chapter 17 it's a good book i like the story how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) smurfs.com just i'll give that probably turn that off probably turn that off that's probably annoying Cold stuff, brutal stuff. Yeah, crack a beer over that. It's not a beer, it's a rhubarb oh. <laughs> fizzy. <laughs> it's not. It's I a, was trying to make you sound cool. It's a rhubarb fizz pop. It's a rhubarb fizz pop. It's actually bloody delicious. If the people that make this drink want to sponsor the podcast, just let me know. It would be tough for you to know. But if you, listen, if you're the manufacturer of a rhubarb-based fizzy drink, <laughs> you know who you are. There can't be that many out there, You can know there? who you are. How good is it? Rhubarb and crisp apples blended it's... with water and a little fizz. Yes, mate. The finest rhubarbs pressed into the appleist oh, water. It's so blended good. Blended with a little fizz. <laughs> <laughs> MV Losmanov, Moscow State University, is mm-hmm. the tallest educational building in Hello. the world. I like that. I like that. That's good. Do you want to guess how many rooms it has? Yep, I actually do. You have to guess. I understand the game. <laughs> you explained it well. One thousand nine hundred and se- we shaking your head. I'm. I'm I haven't even way finished off, my. Pal. I haven't even finished my number. Way, you're way off. It's not. A, it's I hate not a, being in the same room as it's you. It's not a cupboard, mate. It's not a little closet. <laughs> it's not someone's car boot. It's got forty thousand rooms, mate. Whoa! Right. I'm stunned. I have to say, I'm a bit underwhelmed by those world records. I said I want 100,000. I got 10. I said yes. <laughs> I'm very pleased. It's one exactly what I want. I said yes straight away. I wanted it. And he said, I said, he yes. said Will, you want 100,000? How about you take two? <laughs> I said yes straight away. And straight away I said yes. That's exactly yes. what I want. You got to go in big. You get out what you, you want. You go higher than you want to get out. Okay. Probably something in that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> got weird. Got <laughs> weird.